that sound? The one that we the, the, the came up with the other day, that great sound was like, you know. And here we are back for another exciting episode of WoW, Watching on Wilson, the WoW podcast. I'm Jake Menez, and this is with me is Michael Teeter. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. I'm trying to add that in live so I don't have to edit it in later, see how that works out. Nice. So it's not exciting? Uh, nothing really. What about you? It's been a busy week for me. It's been... And you haven't had anything exciting going on at work? Uh, well, I'm not, not like, super exciting. I'm, uh four days into a nine-day stretch so that's fun so basically i i had four mondays and then my real monday starts tomorrow and then i work through (laughs) (laughs) basically it's just like so many mondays and then (laughs) finally the real monday and then i can uh, finish my actual work week so why why Oh, just some scheduling. Like, uh, my backup guy uh, went on vacation, Died. so... <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no he... he <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Why is that what you immediately went to? You know, it, it's a dangerous world. You could have got eaten by a giant anaconda. That's true. Uh, no, he went on vacation, so... To the Amazon? Uh, no, but... To now to uh, I don't know DC or something. Mm-hmm. That's not, yeah, I know. that's maybe worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just a uh, just yeah, long work week for me. Nothing too crazy at work. What about you? Uh, work has been fine. Work's been normal. Um, you guys getting hit with like all the crazy like. It's either import beer shortage or like canning shortages. All this no. stuff. like I'm getting nothing. Like you, you guys nothing, are no. fully fully stocked on like Corona, Pacifico, all that stuff. No, this is California, so they like us still. Oh, when they're sending beer products. No, we're like it's hard because I have to plug and play. It's like oh, oh uh, there's gonna be no Corona or Pacifico or Modelo. So like great. Did you want Corona in your store? I mean, no, but... Virus, yes. Beer, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just keep getting, like, random things. They'll be like, well, these are your... Like, uh, like Coors Light will be out of stock. I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah, that's, but, that's impressive. That's interesting. So just like, and not like a weird, like, oh, it's, you know, the one-off 142-pack. No, it's just regular six-pack bottles of Coors Light. Did you, guys get the nine, did you guys get the 99 packs of PBR last year? No, but oh, I, that so <laughs> I saw that at a store in, where was I? I think I was in Santa Rosa. And I saw there was like a kind of like a co-op grocery store. And they had the 99 pack of PBR there and I wanted it so bad. Oh, I know. Just, just throw it in the back of the cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so it's not like long ways back and forth, but it's long ways the other way. So it's taking up all the lanes. Oh, yeah, so you go through, so you just through yeah. the doorway. I like it. Yeah, you have it going through the windows. So I suppose yeah. we should start talking about Owen Wilson now that we're a couple minutes in. Yeah. Uh, so per- so today, today we watched Permanent Midnight from 1998, starring Ben Stiller and a little bit of Owen Wilson. Yeah, so far it seems like we got a decent amount of Owen Wilson and as the movies go on we get less and less. Now next week he's the next week he's the main character so we should be fine then. Okay. <laughs> but what's funny about it, you look at this one like IMDb and Amazon Prime where I streamed it and all that and, and he's there like he's in like the top 3 built cast. And even in the credits he's still top 5 in the actual film's credits. But yeah, he's all of 10 minutes total. I mean I guess so this movie wasn't very long to begin with. Less yeah, than under an hour and a half is probably the shortest one we've watched so far. Yeah. So how'd you what'd so, you feel about it? How'd you feel about it? First impression? Overall I liked it. Um classic Ben Stiller. Uh classic Ben Stiller dark, addicted to drugs. Addicted, <laughs> I guess <laughs> classic Ben Stiller addicted to drugs. 
No, I mean, as far as his humor and like, it's just, I don't know where, like what, how early on this is for him as far as like his movies go. That's a good question. But uh, this one, I wasn't crazy about this one. No, you weren't. And it was fine. I mean, it did seem to go by a lot quicker than... Okay, so yeah, so I think after Armageddon, anything felt, you know, quick, which I was thankful for. Yeah, and it was fine. I don't know. It this almost, it went by really quick. It it was, you know, Ben Stiller's sarcastic humor, a hint of Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller had been working for about 10 years already at this point. He was already, he'd already done some pretty big roles. He'd already been in Reality Bites. He'd already done Heavyweights. There's something about, oh, this is after There's something about Mary. So yeah, this is, is it really? Yeah, wow. same year, but came out after. Okay. So yeah, so, he was already definitely an established guy. But, yeah. yeah. My, I mean, the first thing I wrote down with this movie, like, is this was the most boring movie about drug addiction I've ever seen. Yeah, I I can see that. Because like, I mean, so getting into, have you seen? I was gonna say Permanent Midnight, but that's this one. What's it called? It's um, Requiem for a Dream or Transfer. I have I have seen that. Yeah, and so this, one, this was a walk in the park compared to that. This, yeah, no, that and this was a day at the friggin' beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Requiem for a Dream is an intense movie. Oh, that one. Um, I always get that one and Train Spotting mixed up. Which one has Ewan McGregor? I don't know if I know who that is. He's Obi Wan Kenobi. Which one is him addicted to drugs? I don't know. It must be. I don't remember him in Requiem for a Dream. Let's assume it's Train Spotting. And one of them got a sequel. Because I've I've yeah, never seen Train Spotting. I've never seen Train Spotting. Requiem for a Dream is one of the first ends out of hand, right? Oh yeah, Ewan McGregor's in uh, Train Spotting. Okay. So okay, I've I've never seen that. So if this were a spectrum with Prone to Midnight being a day at the beach and for, and uh, Requiem for a Dream being whatever the opposite of day at the beach is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what the opposite of that is. What is the opposite of a day at the beach? Um, a night on the town. No, that still sounds pleasant. That does sound, they both are very pleasant. Uh, uh, um, alone in the woods, maybe. Lost in the no. woods. Lost in the woods. Maybe lost in the woods. There you go. So if Pern at Midnight is day at the beach, and Requiem for a Dream is Lost in the Woods, then Transpot is kind of right in the middle there. So it would okay. be probably a night on the town. <laughs> but a bad night on the town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have to watch that one. Yeah, uh, so Burn Midnight, 1998, starring Ben Stiller as Jerry Stahl. So did you do any reading on this movie before you watched it? I didn't do any reading. I knew just a little bit from what you were saying, like it was about uh, a guy who wrote for Alf. Yeah, so Jerry Stahl, who is, look, I was looking at him earlier, he still does a lot of writing. Even though Alf, like, yeah. this movie very clearly makes Alf his big thing since with Mr. Chompers, who we'll get into later. But looking at him, since this movie, he's, his biggest thing has been he wrote a ton of CSI episodes. Yeah, he didn't really do all that much Alf, which wrote- kind of... In the movie, or in, in this movie, you see, like, he kind of gets fired pretty right, quick. Right, so what's interesting about it is he wrote three episodes of Alf. That's the only thing, when you look at it, there's no three, he only has three with writing credits. But yeah. they're three different seasons, though, so he's on staff for three years. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's right, 86, 87, and 89. Yeah. And they're not especially good Alfs either. Now, you've never seen Alf. I've never seen Alf. You're familiar with the premise of Elf? Uh, a little bit, I guess. So it's basically Superman. It's a planet. <laughs> the planet explodes. He gets crashed landed on Earth, and he's the last of his species, and he's bulletproof. And also, he eats cats, just like Superman. Oh, so that is just like Superman. Exactly, it's identical. Uh, his nose so is a little bigger. A little bit, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, wow, nice. Um, so yeah, he wrote for a lot of other stuff, some, or at least has some credits, uh, Twin Peaks, CSI, Marin. Yeah, okay, so he was on the rehab season of Marin, I have that written down, actually. Yeah. Which makes sense. 
a little couple of years. So 2014, 2015, a few credits, and then three for 2016. He's worked pretty consistently, oh. though. Yeah. So he's kind of all over. So you want to start us off with the recap here? Yeah. So uh, it starts off kind of a black screen credits, Ben Stiller talking to what at, at the time I didn't know. I'm like, who's he talking to? Is a therapist? What, what's going on? Right. Let's see. I assume he's talking to a therapist. Yeah. I thought it was like a That's, situation. Yeah. Um, and then he, he kind of, I guess you see him working at a fast food restaurant. Slinging um, patties. Slinging patties, as they say in the biz. Oh, they say it in the biz, all right. <laughs> the patties in the biz. A uh, customer pulls through the drive-through in the wrong way, um, while he's kind of helping another customer. And you can kind of see he's kind of like dead. Like, what am I doing? He's dead. You can inside. see it. He's dead inside. You can see it in his eyes. Uh, customer pulls through the drive-through in the wrong way, and she's kind of yelling for him. And he kind of walks over. And I forget what she says, but and the point of it, she's hitting on him. She's hitting on him, yeah. And she is kind of like, hey, you want to get out of here? these patties, she says. Yeah. <laughs> immediately get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, and then she, I, I don't know if she recognized him or she was like, hey, aren't you from one of those addict programs? Yeah. And sure, I, sure. I don't know. I don't know if she knew him from a program or it, i don't know how no, he she... didn't know her i think she just happened to he just looked like a junkie to her is what i think happened is junkie like is that a term we can use <laughs> i think so why not he looked like a former addict to her <laughs> <laughs> you could say you look like a junkie right there's nothing wrong with that i don't know and they say junkie in this movie so i would think yes but they also say the n-word so maybe not oh yeah that's true uh so she recognizes that he's a former addict and he's kind of got this dead end job. And she's like, Hey, you want to get out of here with me? You get a bright future, that, kid. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so they like end up in a hotel room and he's kind of like telling her, so they're, they're getting intimate and he's like, I haven't done this. And yeah, I haven't done this sober in like, I don't know, years or whatever he says. And then he kind of like goes on giving his like last couple years story. So they're, they're, the, the movie is him talking to her. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the framing device. That sets it up for flashbacks. Yeah. It's um, kind of interesting. It's like, I don't, I don't know. So it's, it's clearly a blossoming romance between them. He tells her about his life. And I, but I don't know why they did that. The like, romance the, part the frame, yeah. yeah the framing device it, yeah it is kind of strange like it wasn't something that i was like oh wow that's definitely the way to go yeah yeah so cut to um, he's there she he tells her that he's that he moved to la to get away from new york because he was addicted to drugs in new york yeah which <laughs> i think he was like yeah that was a bad call on my part who knew there were drugs in los angeles he says. who knew and then it was just beaches there's gonna be a day at the beach and here i am doing heroin yeah again <laughs> i swore to myself uh, no more heroin but here we are in the heroin capital of the world where he because he moves to new york excuse me he moves to los Angeles to to crash on the couch his best friend nikki who's played by owen wilson owen wilson right and also happens to be drug addicted oh, who, yeah who is also kind of well not really his dealer but kind of i guess He's a friend that I guess just shares his supply, is the best I can figure. Yeah. Or was the woman with the kid? Yeah. Yeah, so they get. What do you got? So he's crashing on his couch, and Owen Wilson tells him about a potential job working on the show Mr. Chompers. Right. Oh, no, wait. Doesn't he. Isn't it the. So he introduces Ben Stiller to. A girl, right. the green card marriage. The green ca- green card marriage and the the green card marriage. Uh, so that was Elizabeth Hurley, right? Correct. Yeah. So she needs a green card. Where where is she from? Canada or something? Um, oh no no no! Um, not Canada. She must have been English, right? Yeah, I'm guessing England or something. Australia yeah. maybe. Um, and then 
he's like, oh, okay. And they kind of hang out and she finds out that he's a writer and she's like, oh, you'd be perfect for the show, Mr. Chompers. Which, which is a loose, loose, loose parody of Alf. Yeah. And also Mr. <laughs> Belvedere at the same time, I think. Yeah. And that was where you meet Fred Willard. Yeah, Fred about, Willard lives. I, I love Fred Willard. He's He died earlier this year, right? Yeah, pretty recently, right? Within a, a he was like 90-something, I think. He was fairly, I thought he was fairly old. I don't think it was of anything but natural causes, right? I, I don't think so, yeah. I think it was natural. He was hey, pretty old. Do you see a Best in Show? I don't think so. It's like a, so it's like a mockumentary type movie with... Ray Romano, Jane Lynch, Fred Willard, but they're all playing. It's it's like a dog show mockumentary. It's a really really funny movie. Oh, nice. Is that the one? Hang on, is that the one with Ray Romano? Because the the same. It's Christopher Guest who does it. So the same guy who did, you know, um, wait, he did, he did Best in Show. He did Mascots and the Anchorman movies. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Eighty six. He was when he died. Heart attack. Okay, so I mean, when you're 86, is heart attack natural causes? I feel like yes. Yeah. But yeah, so Fred Willard lives. He's the, I'm guessing he's the creator of Mr. Chompers, the best I can figure. I think so, yeah, something along those lines. And he's, and the show was very clearly extremely hacky in every capacity of it. And Jerry Stahl does not want to play, does not want to write for this show. So yeah, he's, he's you know he's being he's pitching the script for it to Fred Willard's character, and the script he pitches is like dark. Like he right. Super accidentally mentioned Tom Joad from the Grips of Wrath. You know he just goes very like par- like he wants to make his Jumpers less of a fun puppet and more like a pariah, less of his kind. You know, kind of a fish out of water type video, but not in a funny way. And yeah. Fred Willard beats it up. Yeah. He loves it. So he, he says, hey, you got a job. If you could take this... This piece of th- this, shit. Yeah, which is, yeah, exact word for word, yeah. If you can turn this into something, you got a job. And he does. Oh, you know, we're walk- we walked past it. Um, so there's the part... So during that meeting, you know, he's wearing... Uh, ben Stiller, Jerry Stall, he's wearing the leather suit. Oh, yeah. Which I'm assuming is like some, like a New York thing, maybe. Potentially, but he calls it Jewish leather because it's designed to make you uncomfortable, which I thought was yeah. a great line. <laughs> and the movie itself, the movie itself has a lot of, like, it, it draws a lot of attention to the fact that he's Jewish. Oh, yeah. You notice how like, there's a lot of jokes about, by the way, I'm Jewish, by the way, Hebrew over here. <laughs> just very, yeah. like, every, pretty consistently. Yeah. Which I just thought was interesting. Yeah. Is Ben still uh, Jewish? He must be, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Because he plays a rabbi in a movie as well. Was that? Keeping the Faith. Keeping the Faith, yeah. Yeah. Was Owen Wilson in that? No. I thought he was. I thought it was one with them. And it turns out it's um, Ed Norton, I think, actually plays the... Ed Norton, yeah. That's Not right. that you can with Owen Wilson necessarily. But just, I just saw Ben Stiller in a comedy with a wacky opposite. I'm like, well, clearly it's going to be Owen Wilson, but no. I haven't seen that one in a while. That was a good movie. I really enjoy it. I wrote down Mr. Munchman, which I think is what he keeps calling Mr. Chompers in the meeting. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's talk about Mr. Chompers for a second, the character. How'd you feel about him? Yeah. Uh, Pretty creepy. I hated him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, he was horrifying. Um, I'm not familiar with Alf, but uh, he slightly, I mean, he resembled him, but a little... But a little more creepy than Alf, I guess. So this is Alf right here. Alf, very pleasant. Oh yeah, look at that nice stylish okay, haircut. He's got a little suit on. What is this? So, yeah, he's got a nice Hawaiian suit. And uh, God knows what's up. But yeah, Mr. Chompers. So Mr. Chompers is like Alf. Is that like the deluxe DVD set of Alf? Well, that's season four. <laughs> Well, that out of nowhere. Like, well, it's over there. We've got seasons one, three, and four. Can't find two anywhere. Interesting. Which is the best season, of course. So is Alf uh, a kid's show, or is it adult, or is it somewhere kind of in between? It's, you know, it's that old style of 80s sitcom that's fun for the whole family to watch. 
Gotcha. Okay. Because it's, you know, it's written for, you know, it's probably geared towards adults, but it has enough in it. It's got a puppet, so kids will like it. It's not yeah. wildly raunchy. Okay. And so the house mouth was built four feet off the ground so the puppeteer can like, like crawl around off camera, I learned. Oh, nice. So I'm assuming Mr. Chompers is designed the same way. Yeah. Naturally. It doesn't come up in the movie, but I would just assume. Right. Yeah, so Mr. Okay. Chompers, what's terrifying about him is his little glasses, I think. He's got like yeah. a little gray haircut and little glasses, and he's like kind of... The color, like I don't like his color. He's like grayish green. He's like... He looks like a corpse. <laughs> he looks like Alf's corpse. Yeah, he is. So I'm pulling up a picture right now. Yeah, like a like a zombie green. Yeah, he's horrible. Color, wrinkles all over. Well, Alf has uh, wrinkles. Alf's nose is wrinkly as well. A little. Yeah, I guess so. I guess what around the jumpers? nose. Uh, no hair that I can see. He's got a haircut and little eyebrows. Um, I think it makes him I mean, awful. in this one, he's wearing in this picture, he's wearing like a Playboy, like a Hugh Hefner robe. Can you screen share that to me? I can't see. I can't find it. Let's see. I see him peering through a door, looking horrifying. Oh, there it is. There, when I found it, it's a picture of him and Fred Willard together. Yeah, he's in a little. Yeah, smoke yeah, yeah. yeah, a little smoke. Yeah, he's got like little he's got little tufts of white hair on the sides. He's got little glasses. He had a British accent. He's awful. Yeah. He is haunting. Yeah, especially yeah, especially compared to Alf. Yeah, and he's and you have to wonder, is he like intentionally horrifying since Jerry Salt did not like working on Alf, it seems like? Or is he or or someone who made this movie like this is what the people want to see? Yeah. Oh maybe. That makes sense though, that he would intentionally do that. Yeah, I just huh. hated him. So he's writing for Mr. Munchman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a weird scene because like he it shows him like sweaty and over the hunter typewriter doing drugs and he's writing about like his dad's death. Right. And killing himself specifically. Yeah. And then it cuts to like it's showing him the same thing playing out, but then it plays out like as if we're on like an old CRT, like one of those old TVs. Yeah, and it kind of zooms out. He's watching it, it on TV, and Mr. Chompers is there, so it's been adapted into an episode. Yeah. So he, I think he just ends up like he's just doing so many drugs. He's like always late. He's always sweating. He's always like he's just gross. He's like sweating. Yeah. He's like ten and minutes late all the time. He ends up getting fired from that job. So we're skipping an important part. He gets a phone call from his mom. Oh right, right. Yeah, so she yeah. has like dementia. Yeah. Right? Is that what it was? Was it dementia? I'm assuming. I think so. I have that in my notes. So like, you called me. No. What's? Are you okay? And like, it's that whole thing. Yeah. And he's kind of like trying to get off. Like, hey, mom, I gotta go. Okay. And yeah, it sounded something along the lines of like dementia or something. something yeah, and so something he gets like fired. That. Yeah, something like that. But so he gets fired from Mr. Chompers shortly after, for just not, consistently not showing up. He's yeah. spending days hanging out with Owen Wilson. And there's a scene where they're in the house looking for drugs, and Owen Wilson just keeps going, "Diagram of a scam, diagram of a scam." <laughs> 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 he thinks someone's shorted in drugs. There's just this, such a funny line. Yeah. And so then that's when. He gets a call from his sister. Ben Sorg gets a call from his sister that their mother has died. And it cuts immediately to a Mulan commercial, which I didn't realize until the point there were commercials. Oh, right, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we both watched it on IMDb on Amazon. Yeah. And so, because I punched it in Google and just let me go straight to play, I never got the alert that there would be commercials, so I'm watching it, and it goes, by the way, Mommy died. And then just cuts to a picture of Mulan doing Kung Fu. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I was so confused because... And it took him a minute to realize it because they'd just done the weird cut with Mr. Chompers and the funeral. Yeah. I was like, this is really artsy. Yeah. <laughs> Until I don't something. think I don't think my commercial was Mulan, but yeah, I remember I think I had it at the same spot though. But yeah, so he ends up so once Mulan is over, <laughs> he ends up going back <laughs> home to Pittsburgh to clean up. So the mother killed herself because he's cleaning up. Is that what that's okay, is that what happened? It, it I, 
Because he cleans up a ton of blood off the floor. There was, yeah, there was blood on, like, the little... On the candy. Um, yeah, on, and there was blood on the floor, and you see him cleaning it. Uh, that's what I was curious about. I was like, oh, did something, did she, like, fall and hit her head? Or How did she... Did her head turn into a geyser, though, and get the candy dish? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my assumption is that she, like, shot herself. But it doesn't, you know, doesn't make it super clear, other than the fact there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I was curious about that. So that makes sense. So then he's jobless, he's doing drugs. Jobless, doing drugs. And meanwhile, they keep cutting back to the hotel room, like, yeah, you know, throughout the story. And, and time's and passing. What's interesting is, like, time is passing. Like, it's the next morning. And then yeah. And then they meet up again the next evening. So they're spending time together. It's not yeah. just you know, all one evening that he's telling the story. Right. You know, he can clearly tell it in an hour and a half. Right. Um, yeah. Um, at some point, Elizabeth Hurley, I think, is kind of trying to make things work with him, right? But she knows he's an addict, right? Uh, I think she had an idea. I don't think she quite knew yet. Because I think there was a moment when she... They were maybe about to do something, and then he goes into the bathroom. Oh, that's right. He does the, the cough and flush. The cough and flush. He, like, opens the medicine cabinet and kind of figures out, well, if I take one of these and one of these, it'll have the, you know. Desired and, effect. Uh, she's, she's like, hey, you know, you can actually, like, move in here, and we can... Be a married couple since we're a married kind couple. Of, yeah, since we're married and... And all, um, and he's like, yeah. He gets all like freaked out. And he's like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, sleeping Wilson, I'm sleeping on Owen Wilson's couch. It really wouldn't be convenient for me to leave that position. Yeah, he makes this weird thing. He's like, yeah, my friend kind of like depends on me, and like, he, I don't want it to look weird, like me telling him that I can't stand his couch anymore. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> but yeah, so he kind of like freaks on her and and bolts. So I think she has an idea. I don't think maybe right at that point she knew, but she does end up finding out. Soon. Right, because they're having the party. Yeah, they have the party for all his friends to you know celebrate how great he's doing at work, even though he's you know not employed. At, no, not, at this point he's employed to see between jobs again because he gets briefly hired on like moonlighting in the show. The show that's equivalent to moonlighting. Yeah. Do you know that show? No, I'm not familiar with that. One. That was Bruce Willis's breakout role. Really. Yeah, it was Moon. It was him, and um, I forget who the female lead was, but they were like two buddy cops, and they were moonlighting. Oh, all right. There's what made Bruce Willis famous. Let's see, Moonlight is an American comedy drama television series that ran from '85 to '89 on ABC. Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis were private detectives. They had a quirky receptionist. There was a mixture of drama, comedy, mystery, and romance. It was one of the first successful and influential examples of comedy drama or dramedy. Emerging as a distinctive television genre. So it's basically like every cliche you can think of now for TV shows, like Castle and stuff like that, started there. Nice. Remember Castle? What was that? Remember Castle? Uh, I don't think so. Nathan Fillion, he was a guy who wrote books and he's hung out with detectives. Mm -mm. You're not missing much. Okay. But yeah, that's just my go-to example, even though it's been off the air for probably five, ten years. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've never watched Yeah, it's kind of back to me. I've never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. I guess the X-Files would have been a fair example as well. Yeah. I know. But I digress. So he works for them for like a day. He suggests they put a musical number and they fire him immediately. Right. <laughs> he shows all sweaty. He shows up in that cool green suit that I wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, hanging out in the office, and he's kind of, like, got his feet up and everything. It's it's an interview, right? Yeah, it's absolutely a job interview. He's got his, and, and he's green he's got his suit, and he's sweating profusely. Yeah. And, like, he's barely speaking English. Like, yeah. He's, he's just, like, murmuring. He's, like, in a, a coma almost. Yeah. And they, yeah. It doesn't go over well. But uh, the lady, so it was a guy and a lady in there. And then the guy was like, yeah, I don't think so. And then yeah. the lady 
And she's the star of the movie. Excuse me. She's, yeah, the star. And she comes out after him and she's like, I think she knows. She knows he's a junkie. She she knows a former addict. Because she herself, I think, was a former addict. And she's like, look, I know how this goes. I really want, I like your writing style. I want you to write for the show. And I can make it happen if you get clean. And then he, I think he decides he'll try to get clean. Right, because he checks into the methadone clinic. Yeah, he checks into the methadone clinic. And that's where I think he meets Gus, right? Who is, I forget the actor, Peter Green. So, by the way, Junkie is, it's not necessarily super offensive. It's it's specifically about, it's a specifically, excuse me, a heroin term. And it is, well, you shouldn't use the word addict. Huh. Yeah, someone, someone with an addiction is the pr- appropriate term. Junkie is in Merriam-Webster, though. Oh, it nice. says, let's see. It doesn't say that it is an offensive term here. So I guess you can say it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting that up. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, wait, hang on. Dictionary.com calls it disparaging and offensive. Oh, great. But then again, we still say the term baseball junkie or something like that. It's like if someone loves baseball, you call that because a baseball junkie. junkie. Like somebody who knows a lot about a certain thing. Someone's addicted to baseball. Someone's like, oh, man, gotta, gotta see those batters. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real baseball junkie. Yeah, and that's a term, right? I think so. A snack junkie? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, we're going to end up on the wrong part, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So she notices who he is. And I've written down. It's the part where he eats wheatgrass. Cause he, and she's like, you were eating wheatgrass? He was head of an LA junk. He wanted to be healthy. Like He's like super picky about like organic foods and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He's super healthy. Other than the heroin habit. Other than the, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, that is pretty funny. And so, that's, so I wasn't sure. What genre is this movie? Like, I thought it was a drama going into it. But there were moments like that. I'm like, is it a dramedy? I think so... Well, I don't know. I think it more drama than comedy. But it just seemed mild to me compared to stuff like, you know, Requiem for a Dream. Definitely not as drama as Requiem yeah, so for meant, a Dream. I think it is meant to be just like a straight drama for the most part. I think so, yeah. So then there's the party. So then there's the party that he... Or she, I, don't like, remember, I don't remember why, but... Something freaks him out, right? And he has uh, so, to like, oh, 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 we're, we're getting ahead. So they meet the one who wants to be his agent. He misses right. uh, He's doing a bunch of drugs. He misses dinner at the fancy restaurant with the one who wants to be his agent. And so they reschedule. They have the party instead to host her and all their other friends. Owen Wilson's there and wants to know about this cool sound that he made. And she starts asking questions that make him get uptight. And so he goes to the bathroom to do drugs. Shoot some heroin. <clears throat> Excuse me. To shoot some heroin. Oh, right, right, right. And he's attacked by Mr. Chompers and easily the, the worst sequence of the entire movie. Yeah, he's freaking out in the bathroom, has a bad trip, maybe, I don't know. And, uh, is that, and is that how heroin works? Maybe not. I'm not really sure. I've never done heroin. I'm so. not going to find out. <laughs> Tune in next week where we try both heroin. <laughs> try heroin to see if that's really what Chompers. happens if we see Mr. Chompers. Uh, if that's true, that'd be enough to, make, to keep me away from that drug forever. He was horrifying. We should start a side podcast called Mr. Chompers, where we just do heroin and talk for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, it's not even that funny. Oh my gosh, it was funny. <laughs> Besides that. They wrote down like this all the scenes they were shooting out to play Tom Waits songs. I think that's so appropriate. Oh, see, I'm not, I haven't listened to too, too much Tom Waits, so I, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's, he sounds like if you put gravel in a blender. Yeah. I, I tried, I remember people were really into him, and I tried, I like wanted to get into him, and I just couldn't. 
I tried a couple times. I was like, oh, it's just not for me. What's the opposite of recommendation? Uh, like a warning? A warning, I think. I'm going to warn you against Tom Waits. He's terrible. <laughs> okay, thank you. So he uh, meets Gus in yeah. at the methadone clinic. And Gus is like, oh, I got some good stuff, man. He's like, I'll give it to you cheap. I'll give it I'll give it to you cheap, man. He's like, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm your pal. And he's like, no, I'm trying to get clean. He's like, hey, hey. I, for, I forget what the exchange was, but. Cleaning's for maids, he says. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up taking it. He's like, all right, whatever. The next thing I know, they're jumping against giant plate glass windows in a skyscraper. Yeah, they're doing drugs in uh, Gus's apartment or something. Yeah, it, but they cut to they're like t- way, way high up, like twenty stories up, jumping way, giant windows. And I like was assuming they. I don't know. I feel like I've seen that in other things. Just people jumping into windows, <laughs> giant plate glass windows. I, not that high. I've never heard of that as a thing, but I That's was. Appeal. I was thinking something bad. Like I thought Gus was gonna like fly through, and that was gonna be a turning point for Ben Stiller. He was gonna be like, "Oh man, I need to stop this." No, they just bounce off the windows and laugh and have a good time. I know, I know, I've seen something else. I can't think of what it is, but it was that same situation. But someone did break through the window and fall to their death, and it was horrifying. Uh, Huh? You know, I think it was. I think it was a thousand ways to die. You remember that show? Uh, I never saw that. It was a show. There were less than a thousand episodes. There was ways you could die. Less than. <laughs> Some of them are still a mystery even to today, until today. Yeah. And it was with this businessman who kept jumping into the window to impress his clients with how strong the windows were. And then one day, the window he was on the wrong floor that had a weaker window, and he broke through it and fell. Jeez. I don't know how real the show was. It was on Spike. Yeah. Oh, right. Is that still a thing? That's not a thing anymore. I don't think so. I think Spike is gone. Yeah. Right, because it wasn't like a lot of the stuff was on TNT, right? And then that became Spike or something like that. that. TNT no more? Well, I think TNT might still be a thing, but I think like it branched off. I don't know. It was short lived. Very short lived. Ron Perlman was the host. And that brings up our sponsor, Spike TV. <laughs> okay, this movie, by the way, was definitely sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> was there a lot of Pepsi? Oh, yeah, like every time, placement? every time someone was drinking something, it was a can of Pepsi, and always has the label pointed straight out. Really? Uh, Pepsi? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I think he offers her a Diet Pepsi when he's working at the fast food joint. The he's like, did you want a Diet Pepsi, ma'am? Oh. <laughs> but then like, it shows him at the party drinking and zooms in up close on the Pepsi logo as he takes a sip. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. Not a Pepsi guy. Huh. Wait, you say you are or aren't? Not a Pepsi guy. Oh, me either. It's too sweet. It's There's something weird about Diet Pepsi specifically that tastes weird. Like, regular Pepsi's okay. It is too pretty sweet, but it's okay in a pinch. Diet Pepsi yeah. is undrinkable. There's something about it that is undrinkable. Uh, I can't... Diet Coke... Like, I'm not a big Diet fan. Yeah, same. Diet, Diet Coke is... Fine. I don't know that I've ever had a diet Pepsi though. What's your what's your drink? What's your soda of choice? Soda of choice. Usually just a regular Coke. If I'm feeling fancy, I'll do a vanilla Coke. Ooh, vanilla Coke's a good one. And I'm gonna pick Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper's nice. They have a new Dr Pepper. It's like Dr Pepper with cream soda in it. So it's like a mix of two. That was good. I sent you this. That's right. I showed it to you. Blew my yeah. mind. Yeah. That is. That that, was, it was pretty good. Pretty good soda. I'm gonna say this is a Dr Pepper sponsored podcast, even though they yeah. don't sponsor me. I do like Dr Pepper. This here, wow, we are very pro Dr Pepper. Pro Dr Pepper, anti Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Diet specifically. Yeah. Remember? Remember a few years ago when Coke had Coke Zero, which they still do, and Pepsi response was like, "Well, we have Pepsi with." One calorie. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. Was a big, like, no, that's worse than Coke Zero. <laughs> People want less calories, Pepsi. Get it together. Yeah, but they were like, 
we can pack so much flavor in that one calorie. <laughs> and it's only one calorie. Come on. And the Dr. Pepper's like, we have Dr. Pepper with 10 calories. Okay. You remember that one, Dr. Pepper 10? Uh, I, and the course they, all had like really mad men. They're like, we can't drink diet sodas because we're men. That's why we have Dr. Pepper with 10 calories. Yeah. Like, using jackhammers. Do you know you can find a Mountain Dew Baja Blast just in yeah. stores now? Yeah. This exists in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Their contract must have ended with Taco Bell. I mean, I, I know Taco Bell still has it, but I think they had an exclusive thing. I think it's cyclical. I think it's seasonal. Oh. Okay. I, think, I think it's Taco Bell year-round, and then during certain parts of the year, you can get it anywhere else. That stuff is pretty tasty. That's the best of the Mountain Dews. Yeah. It is the best of the Mountain Dews. Yeah. He's got Baja Blast. I can say Code Voltage is next. Okay. Which is one they just learned existed. Then Code Red. Then way down here, the regular. Regular? Okay. Regular I haven't had a Code Red in a long time. I remember drinking a lot of it when I was at the junior college because I could go. It was. It's a college that was literally in a shopping center. So it was that. And then right next to it was the dollar store. Oh, I know which one. I know where you're. T- I, yeah, I had a class there. Yeah, I took some classes there, like some night classes when I first graduated high school, and I went the, and you could on your ten minute break, you'd walk from your classroom into the dollar store, pick up a code red and a snack, All right. and get back in class just in time. And there was a McDonald's right there too. Yes, and where then, I first uh, had the McRib, and where I last oof. had the McRib, it was the same McRib. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. Yeah, I haven't had too many McRibs. Either. That hasn't coming back in a while, right? I hope it doesn't. <laughs> It's like Haley's Comet. It was fine. I heard there's a website that tracks the McRib. When is McRib? When? <laughs> That's all it needs. It's Google. It knows what you're talking about. I just, I just Googled when is McRib. <laughs> it knows. There's a, there's a website called the McRib Locator. Oh, no. Most recent sighting it was spotted by someone named Dan in Minnesota. So it must not be, two it must ago. be like a, two days ago. So it must oh, pop up at different locations. So it's not like the McRib is a thing like nationally everywhere for two weeks. It just pops up in different cities randomly. It's on the prowl, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no one's seen it since or... There's, there's a tab on this website, by the way, that says report a McRib sighting. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you think there are people like tornado watchers? Yes. Like the McRib watchers? <laughs> and they just travel around like, hey, do you guys have the McRib? No. All right, get back in the van. Rib chasers? Rib chasers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> report a McRib sighting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so funny. This is the big vans with the satellite dishes on top. Yeah. A periscope. A pe- <laughs> Every McDonald's within 100 miles. What were we talking about before we mentioned the McRib? I don't even remember. Let's walk it back. McRibs, uh, Mountain gosh. News, Pepsi. This The movie was sponsored by Pepsi. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where right. were we in the movie? At the party, I think, right? So yeah. she was or about to go. It's his first while, by the way. Oh, did he get one then? He gets it, yeah, take... mid-movie while. So he must have, he has two then? He has three. Oh, I only got the one towards the end. Okay. He has three. Three. Maria Bello has one while. And sadly, not a single while from Owen Wilson. Because the part last time we see him also, I think. So is that two movies in a row without yeah. a while, right? Yep. We're in a dry spell here. So the party, like this part of the movie, like is a blur. The movie's a blur to me. It's just me. Well, this is where he uh, has it. He's he shoots up in the bathroom, and he's that's where Mr. he gets Chompers. yeah attacked by Mr. Chompers. Horrible. Which I thought it was some like an actual person trying to okay, like, yeah. get in. Yeah. And I I thought he was at, so when like Mr. Chompers pops his head in through the bathroom and he's like no Mr. Chompers get out of here he's and like, he, like, slams the door, slams the door on his wife. like arm I thought it was yes a person and like he was gonna like snap out of it and everybody's gonna be looking at him but no he like 
it really is played off way better than it should. He just shows, he's kind of sweaty and goes back to the bathroom to vomit, and Owen Wilson goes, yeah, that's what that guy does. He vomits. <laughs> like, he just yeah. keeps going. Yeah, nobody says anything. But it is Los Angeles, so I don't know. Crazy town. Crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the last time we see Owen Wilson at the party. Yeah. So not a whole lot of Owen Wilson. And so now he's working, and he's really not working anymore now, right? I don't think so. I think he lands that job and gets fired super quick. Almost immediately, yeah. He suggests they do a musical episode. Yeah. And see, it's funny. Like, we said that he worked on um, Twin Peaks. And so I looked into that because I love, I don't know how you feel about it, but I love Twin Peaks. It's one of my favorite shows in the world. Right. Are you familiar with it much? I'm not. I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna get like it's. I'm not gonna go into the lore because that's horrifying. It's, it's like yeah. three seasons, like seven books. It's a whole thing. It's it's really overly in depth and immersive. Right. But, so what's funny is he only wrote one episode of that though. Once I started looking into it, and one of the creators, the creator Mark Frost, so the creator of the show that's not David Lynch, is talked about. You can look it up and you can look what he what he said about Jerry Stahl's script. He says it was a train wreck. He was turning a script you couldn't understand. It was late and it was covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. But so, was, so I was, I'm sorry. I was, gonna say, I was looking more into his stuff to see, you know, what he's done that's you know memorable. Uh huh. Like three episodes of Alf. We said the one episode of Twin Peaks, but nothing. There was like a major like roadmap, you know, or signpost for who what he's done. Yeah. He wrote the screenplay for Bad Boys too. Oh, right. I did see that and on here. And that's like a huge deal. That is a big deal. Did you see the new one? I didn't, but I want to. I saw like 10 minutes of it. It, was, it made me sad. Oh, really? Yeah. and the, 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 it's. I feel bad when you have this franchise where the third movie happens a lot later and they have to acknowledge that the characters are older. Oh, you know, there's okay. a shooting sequence and Martin Lawrence like, let me get my reading glasses. Like, <laughs> no one wins from this. No one thinks it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was watching a movie uh, earlier. Or what's part of a movie earlier where Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the mayor of a town that's under attack by liberals, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, he takes a, and he just takes a gun to defend his town. He's yeah. thinking about how insane that, but of course he has to talk about how old he is every few minutes. Like there's someone goes, How you doing, Mr. Mayor? He goes, I'm old as he's shooting bad guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just like imagine if you were in your town, your mayor, you just saw him running down the street with a gun. Yeah. People. <laughs> but no, I'm not a fan of movies that have to do acknowledge that they're old people now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he wrote Bad Boys 2. He wrote a ton of CSI. Like, if you look at his credits, if you look at Jerry Stahl's credits, he wrote a ton of CSI episodes. Yeah. That are described as transgressive because they involve drugs, a dominatrix who became a recurring character, and furries. Oh, interesting. But then the furry community was apparently upset because he wrote them incorrectly. I did not delve any deeper into that. <laughs> yeah. What, so what were you going to say about him? Because you had to thought about Jerry Stahl as well and his writing career. Oh, no, I, I don't remember. Yeah, but nothing, like, crazy, recognizable. I mean, Bad Boys 2. Yeah, with the exception of Bad Boys 2, I think he's done nothing, you know, that's like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Major yeah, Batman. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big, like, I, I I haven't really watched much CSI, so. You're not missing much. I, I watched, so I had took a forensics class in high school where they, every Friday, they would just watch, put on CSI. It's nothing worth your time. Yeah. So probably the most, I mean, I've watched all of Marin. I don't yeah. remember, like, specifically these uh, episodes, but I've seen them. Right. I, I watched the whole show also. I remember... The fourth season where he goes to rehab, of course, you know, is where most of Jerry Stahl's writing credits come from, which makes sense. Yeah. And that's a pretty good season. I like the series finale. I think the best episode of the entire show that was the second episode. Like, they they topped quick. Not to say that it was bad afterwards, but it was just the highlight of the entire series, I think. Yeah. They find the, uh, they find the dead... It's a dead raccoon, I think, under Marin's house. Right. And then right. Stahl from... <laughs> <Just>. Yeah. <laughs> 
So good. I need to rewatch that series. That was Marin, previously on IFC, is now on Netflix for anybody curious. Nice. All four seasons. Nice. Mark Marin has a podcast, uh, but what I've heard, it's not as good as this one. Yeah. He said that. He, he said it, his words. I was like, no, his, his words. His words. Mark Marin really? said that. He said, why even listening to this? What are you yeah, we're like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, come on, your show's fine. He's never even acknowledged Owen Wilson's existence on his podcast. No. I mean, I haven't listened to every episode, but I can... Uh, no, that's true. I looked no. it up to see if I could find one, if, an interview. He did get Jerry Seinfeld recently, though, which pretty, was pretty impressive. That was a good episode. Did you listen really to good. that? Yeah. It was, it was really good. What I liked about it the most was he's been trying to get Jerry Seinfeld for years. Like, I remember a couple years ago, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. He's like, why won't Jerry do the show? And she goes, have you asked him? He goes, no, I just assumed he wouldn't do the show. So he just assumed he wouldn't do it and he never asked him? Yeah, of course. That's, oh, that, that's so funny. That was a really good episode. I really liked it. I was, it was probably one of my favorite ones, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how different they are in terms of like approach to comedy. Yeah, they are different. There was another good one about different approaches to comedy, and I forget who he had. I think he had um, Ben Schwartz, maybe. Ooh, Ben. Talking about uh, talking about improv. Did you watch uh, Schwartz? Ben Schwartz. Yeah, I loved it. So good. The first. There were three episodes. The first two I really, really liked. The third one I got confused like partway through, but so did they, so it was fine. It took me a while to watch that. Like, I kept seeing it pop up on Netflix. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then I think I listened to the episode of Ben, of Marin and Ben Schwartz. And then finally I was like, oh, okay. And like Ben Schwartz, like giving him the whole, uh, Marin's all, you know, like I could never do what you do, like yeah. improv and all that. And he's like, oh, you could do it. It's, you know, this and that. And I think maybe I finally gave in and was like, oh, watch this. And that was like the most I've laughed in a long time. It's really fun. I, I'm going to get us back to Owen Wilson, even though there's not much in this movie anymore, but I'm going to get us back to the movie just for the sake of keeping on track. You there? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You like froze for a second. So oh, that right. happens. So the next thing we find out that I have written down is that the wife is pregnant. Right. Yeah, that's actually where what I have next. So, so she goes. By the way, I'm pregnant. He goes. Okay, I'm gonna do some heroin. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. So like, I don't think we discussed, but he does end up moving in with her. Like at first, he turns yeah. her down, and then he ends up like he just kind of. I think it was after his mom dies, right? Yeah, it's after the mom dies. And he kind of sh- shows up with his bag, and he's like, "Hey, uh, that's right. That's right. Is it too late? Can I still move in with you?" So they had been living together for a little while, and then she she's pregnant, and then she kicks him out, I think. Right, because she catches him, because she goes, I'm pregnant, and then he immediately, like, he walks from the bedroom directly into the bathroom to do heroin. Yeah. And he, like, overdoses, I think, because he's like, no, he must not overdose, because she kicks him out, and he's coherent, but he's, like, on the bed, like, catatonic for a minute. Yeah. And so this is where it gets... So we're near the end of the movie at this point, because then, you know, it gets to him in the hotel room with maria bella right and at this point they've decided that they're gonna part ways he's heading back to los angeles you know he doesn't necessarily want to and she's going somewhere else and she won't go with him right who cares again this is, this is the frame story they just don't care about it all yeah and so yeah she says she's not going with him and so it's him get, he gets on the bus to la and then this is the part that's weird he's on the bus to la and it flashes back to him in the hotel room that just happened minutes ago. And then mm. from the hotel room flashback, it flashes back to what happened with his daughter. Oh, right. And it goes like full inception here for no good reason. Well, we have the whole... Was it before that? So there was the scene where he... Oh, she needs him to watch the daughter. That's what's happening. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. He's so in the hotel room. He gets on the yeah. bus. When he's on the bus, he thinks about the hotel room. Where he was telling the story about watching his daughter. Right, okay. okay. Three layers deep for yeah. some reason. Okay. And yeah, so tell, you want to talk about that part? Yeah, so I guess she can't, she's got a work thing. And she's like, I need somebody to watch um, our daughter. 
And he's like, well, I, I can do it. And she's like, are you clean? And he's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And uh, he ends up taking her and he drives up because he, he like goes to pick up drugs from Gus. Yes, yeah. And he's got his daughter in the uh, car seat. In the front in seat, the, by the way. In the front seat, which I don't know, maybe that was a thing. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so he go, he like pulls up, and he's a little sketched out because he Gus is like, yeah, just give me the money and I'll go in and get it, get it for you. And he's like, what? And he's like. Gus is like, what, you don't trust me? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. And he gives Gus the money. And Gus is gone for, I don't know. Well, we never see Gus again, right? I don't think so. He, he, uh, he kind of disappears. And he takes the money and like, that? And is that like a, he, Gus says it's his friend's house, but it's almost like a club or something or yeah. party, some, some kind of party. It's a grown party house, you know. Yeah. As one goes to. Yeah, a normal everyday drug party house. They jump on plate glass windows there. It's the, it's a whole thing. There's yeah, and then Mr. you Chompers see is there. Mr. Chompers is there. Yeah, uh, throttling people for using heroin. Yeah, <laughs> so you see him like, and then he ends up in an bringing alley. bringing the baby in like to look for him because he doesn't have any drugs oh, or did, money, right. and he's kicked out almost immediately though. Yeah, he's kicked him out. in the alley. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I kind of forget what happens. I know he ends up shooting up with the baby in the car. And shooting up next to the baby. The baby doesn't shoot next up to the, for those who didn't see the movie. <laughs> the baby doesn't go, all right, let me have some of that. All right, my turn. It's a, I would not call this movie a day at the beach if the baby was shooting up. Right, so he's shooting up. The baby's next to him, not shooting up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, he ends up kind of driving off and then gets pulled over. Uh, half coherent. Yeah, and the, so it's it was a weird interaction because I thought the cop was letting it happen first because he's like, he wouldn't know that's going to change the baby. He goes, oh, you know, change the baby. We need to change the baby. And yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to get away at first, right? Right, I thought the cop was just going to assume he was tired. And Tuck was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a rare insult, by the way. Right. So he gets... And they call social services for the baby. Right. I think that brings us to the present, right? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, she ends up having to leave uh, to go to work because it's like late into the next day. Right. And Maria Bellows is back to the hotel room. Or back to... The hotel room flashback from the bus. <laughs> right. And he's like asking her to stay and she's like, no, I gotta go. And... and so he ends up back in Los Angeles, you know, with the intent of seeing the daughter, his daughter. Yeah. And he ends up with, he sees Elizabeth Hurley, he sees his ex-wife, and she has a new husband. Yeah, just out of nowhere, some random guy. So it's clearly been a little bit of time because the baby's now probably like two looking yeah. at Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how babies work, but I guess two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so here's the part. So at this part, you know, his ex-wife goes, "How do you feel?" He says, "I feel like an alien," and a chill went down my spine. I thought it was going to become. I thought it was you either die a writer, or you live long enough to see yourself become Mr. Chompers. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, then so yeah, then she. And the husband goes, you can visit the baby whenever you want. And his ex-wife goes, maybe. Maybe. So he's there for like... Yeah, goes back to work. Um, She... the What's her name? His friend in the Uh, hotel? Maria Bello. Her character's name is Kitty, by the way. Kitty. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, She ends up finding him, right? Right. And this is towards... Like, this is getting close to the end. This is the end of the movie, basically. Yeah, she finds him, like, makes him calls. They hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They, they, hang you know, out. they just have a pleasant evening talking. Yeah. Fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. No, does anything else happen? I think really it's just they have sex, right? And then he wakes up and she's gone. 
Yeah, she leaves a note and is like, hey, I'm going to Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska, yuck. And she's like, I know you're not going to follow me, but if you somehow find yourself in Alaska, like, you know, yeah. She's like, I know you won't come to Alaska, but I'll pretend pretend that you could or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But really quick, we gloss over the most important part of this part. So she's just up on his porch. She says, wow, when she walks Uh, in the door. Right. And then he says, wow, wow. He gives a double wow at one point <laughs> yeah. during the conversation. Bring right. Ben Stiller. Owen Wilson, total of zero. Ben Stiller, three. Three wows. Maria Bello, one. Who cares? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so then he leaves and she leaves him and says, by the way, I'm leaving to, to Alaska. So that's the thing. That's the thing about it. So why was it a romance? It didn't go anywhere. It was pointless. Yeah, I don't know. And so then the movie kind of gets to like a TV interview where he's Jerry Stahl. He's released the book, Permanent Midnight, talking about how he had a, made five grand a day and had a six, I'm sorry, five grand a week as a TV writer, but he has six grand a week, cocaine and heroin habit. Oh, then right, he's, right. he goes, he's on the TV interview as well. Could have been worse. Like it's, it's just a weird like downbeat to end it on. Yeah. Like he, like he doesn't, he just goes, there you for know, a second. Yeah, he just goes, you know, my liver's not great, but other than that, it was a day at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and then the credits roll. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they're, like I said, it was, just, it was probably the most boring movie I've ever seen about drugs. Yeah, not not a ton going on. I don't know. I liked it. It was, it was your, yeah, and it was it was all right. It was uh, so let's get into ratings. Speaking of that, I'm going to come okay. out strong and say it's an Andrew Plus. If, for people who don't haven't watched before, we have a three tier rating system based on Owen Wilson and his brothers. A movie that's you gotta see it is an Owen. Kind of a three star another road movie is a Luke Wilson. And very bottom tier, a movie you can probably skip is an Andrew Wilson. So I'm, I'm coming to this one with an Andrew Plus. Andrew Plus. I'd probably go a little higher and go a Luke minus. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Ba- barely <laughs> higher. I, I can't picture anybody like enjoying this movie. Like it's not funny enough to be like, oh man, I love that permanent midnight. But it's not, you know, it's I don't know. There's nothing about it to me. There's, if you want to see a Ben Stiller movie, there's better movies. If you want to see a movie about addiction, there's better movies. There's, if you want to see a movie yeah. about Alf, there's a, an Alf movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just better versions of everything it is, basically. Yeah. But it was, well, it was well acted. It was well written. Jerry Stiles done some good was... stuff, so I give it an Andrew Plus. Okay. Yeah. Who was your MVP? Who brought the wow factor? Uh, I don't know. Is it cheap to go Ben Stiller, the star? I think yeah, I thought he did it. That's what I'm going with. I think he did a good job. He Peter. played a he played a good uh, junkie. He played a good. Wait, did we? Did we? Did we, did we, did we <laughs> where, where did we land on that? I'm still not sure. He ben played Stiller a good, did a great job playing Jerry Stahl. Played. <laughs> Yeah, it was. He did a good job. He did a good job. He got to be funny. He got to be dramatic. He got to be sweaty. A lot of sweat. Who? Okay. Who was your? Who brought the? What's the opposite of wow factor? We said it was who brought the whoops this week. The the whoops. Um, you, you know who I'm picking. Uh, well, I'm picking Mr. I? Chompers. I pick Mr. Chompers. Oh, Mr. Fuck <laughs> Mr. Chompers. <laughs> he was ugly. Oh, he was gosh. gross. He had a stupid little accent, and he was like zombie color. And the scene where he grabs Ben Stiller in the bathroom is horrible. Yeah. Okay, I, maybe I'll go with that too. Because there's nobody who I can immediately think was like terrible. And Gus was uh, like, great. Yeah, but yeah, but that's him in all of his movies. He's the same guy in all of his movies. Who was he? Did we figure who he was yet? Yeah, I pulled it up. Um, I want to see. Peter's, oh, Peter oh, Scullery. Peter Green. Peter Green. Peter Green. So, uh, what I his know? little quick bio is Peter Green is an American character actor, generally known for playing villains. Really? It says that? That's what it says. I pulled up the wrong Peter Green. This one is a singer. He looks like... <laughs> Whoops. An English blues rock singer. Wrong guy here. Oh, well, not important, not important. But, yeah. Okay, so 
No, he, he's who I was going to go with, but I'm like, well, he I get, he did a good job of playing Gus. He, he was, was a good villain. Yeah. I don't know. who. Uh, like I said, Mr. Chompers. I'm going to pick the green suit. <gasps> <laughs> the green suit? <laughs> Is this your final answer? No, 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 no. Okay. Just kidding. I'll go with uh, Mr. Chompers. Okay, good. I like it. I like agreement. Yeah. So we're both. Oh, so this is the. I think this is our first. Uh, double agreement, right? Double agreement. That's good. Let's see. Oh, we, dis- <laughs> we disagreed. Sorry, I'm trying to find out the next movie. But no, it's that's good. So, but we did disagree on ratings, though. You were. I was thinking we would, it would be like. I was thinking double agreement. Pow, pow, choo, choo, choo. Like some kind of sound effects. Like Look at this is effect. a. This is a double agreement, never been seen before. But this is what ha- this is what actually happened. Double agreement, a little bit of silence. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, let's go for it. Let's let's get excited about it. Ready? Double agreement. What a graphic for no one to ever see. Yeah. Yeah, so I was trying to find out, because so, I, was, I was already you know, moving past it. We got already over this movie, so I was seeing what we got to do next week instead. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, so I'm already over this one, so I was seeing what was next, and it, because I've already forgotten it existed. So yeah, next week is Minus Man from 1999. He plays the main character as an accidental serial killer. A accidental the drifter Vance Seiger is a polite and good-looking man that does not drink, but who drives a truck without specific destiny. When he sees people he thinks deserve to die, he simply poisons them and hides the bodies. But sometimes he daydreams. Oh, Cheryl Crow is in this. But yeah, so there you go. So that one should be, again, a little bit more morbid, but the fact I've never heard of it makes me think it's probably a bad movie, so it should be fun to watch at least. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, anything you want to plug over here? Um, I don't think so, really. No. As usual, follow us on Twitter. I'm Jake underscore Menez. He's Mike. Are you, what are you? I was forgetting. Mike Teeter? Okay. Because I'm here if you're Mike or Michael J. Okay, so on Twitter, he's at Mike Teeter. I'm at Jake underscore Menez. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at watercoolerpod, W-A-T-R-C-O-O-L-R-P-O-D. Have updates. I'll have a picture of Mr. Chompers up there shortly to haunt your dreams. Oh, God. Let's see. Follow us on, feel free to donate to us on Patreon if you're enjoying the show and our double agreement. Double agreement. Double agreement. There you have it. Next week is Minus Man. Then we have a horror movie with him and Liam Neeson called The Haunting. Then he and Jack Black, where he plays a talking motorcycle, and then we're on to Shanghai Noon. Nice. I think we're just counting down to Shanghai Noon at this point. Yeah. Well, what's the one uh, that he plays a talking motorcycle? Uh, it's a 30-minute short. It's called Heat Vision and Jack. Wait, are we watching a 30-minute short? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's him, it's Jack Black, it's Dan Harmon. It's, you gotta. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But yeah, I think if you've nothing else to say, I think we will wrap it up for one more week, and next week we'll see everybody for Minus Man. Yeah. So see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Wow, what the Watching on Wilson, the Wow Podcast. I always fuck it up. I will never get the name of my own podcast correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is Watching on Wilson, the Wow Podcast. Goodbye. Wow. Wow.